What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground. So before we begin the show tonight, I just want to say a few words on behalf of PatriotSwitch.com slash Patriot Underground. You see the web address right on your screen. This is an amazing company, folks. I want to urge everybody to click the link in the description and check this out. This is an amazing opportunity to reallocate your financial resources with all of your spiritual and political values, folks. These are great products that are made right here in America. Top quality. This company has a 90 plus percent retention rate for a good reason. They have amazing products, amazing customer service. And most importantly, you'll sleep better at night knowing that you made the switch along with 2 million other Americans and growing every single day, folks. This is a financial revolution in the making. We have the power to completely upend the traditional big box system. And I do believe that Patriot Switch is a huge step in the right direction. It is a no-brainer. We're talking about a purchase that you're going to make regardless whether you do it with the good guys or whether you do it with the bad guys is up to you. But I urge everyone, once again, please click the link in the description. It is worth your while. PatriotSwitch.com. I wouldn't steer you wrong, folks. All right, everyone. Enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is May 10th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight I'm going to provide a situation update report. And boy, is there a lot to talk about. We're going to get into the latest in the Russian-Ukraine war. We're going to talk about the Putin assassination false flag attempt and the objectives behind that. We're also going to get into NATO dissolution, as well as the momentum of BRICS. The alliance is just continuing to grow by the day. We're going to talk about reports of covert deals between Poland and Russia and how this might bring about an end to that conflict. We're also going to talk about what is, in essence, the false premise for this entire war and the three-letter agency's role in that and how that essentially is treason. We're also going to get into a discussion about writing ancestral wrongs and cultural unification. We're going to talk about the Pacific Rim tonight. We're going to do a little bit of geopolitical analysis on that. That's going to include a discussion about North Korea. And of course, we're also going to touch upon the big news, which is the expiration of Title 42 and the border invasion, which is already underway, the militarization of federal agencies, the House investigations heating up, as the CIA increasingly comes into the spotlight. So hopefully you folks will enjoy this one. Lots to talk about. So why don't we just jump right in? Now, it appears that the great Ukrainian victory propaganda is unraveling minute by minute. Now, this has been a steady diet, as we know, of MSM deception on this issue that's become increasingly obvious as the NATO spring offensive has been continually delayed for months. And this is reflective of the Russian strategy to grind down the enemy's military resources. And this is a pattern that we're seeing continue as fake Biden just announced another $1.2 billion in support of Ukraine. Meanwhile, of course, the people in East Palestine get not a cent. But it's become increasingly obvious that this war is unwinnable. Even Colonel McGregor recently highlighted this when he revealed that the National Security Council is well aware of the inevitable outcome. And you've got the Wagner Group over in Russia that's been resupplied 
and is now engaged in what is, in essence, a mop-up operation in the strategic city of Bakhmut that we've talked so much about, largely because it's been the epicenter of the fighting for weeks. And reports are now indicating that 90% of the roads into that area are under the control of Russia. And that's made NATO resupply missions virtually impossible. The city is surrounded. And as we've discussed, the fact that it's a central trafficking hub of the enemy's underground network of evil is the reason the cabal has expended so many of their resources in a failed attempt to maintain control of this strategically critical element of their infrastructure. And the fact that it appears Russia is nearly ready to launch their widely anticipated full-scale land invasion is an indicator not only that the fall of Bakhmut is imminent, but also that alliance control of this underground tunnel hub is a strategic marker which represents the green light to launch the aforementioned mission to fully occupy Ukraine. Now, we have to keep in mind that a lion's share of the fighting has taken place in the eastern part of Ukraine, the Donbass, which borders Russia, primarily because, really, well, for two reasons, the biolabs that targeted the Slavic people and the ethnic cleansing, which was never reported by the mainstream media, that took place there, which is largely what prompted Putin to order the incursion to begin with. But the reality is that much work still needs to be done. And Russia is gearing up with more than 1 million ground troops to move west upon the completed capture of Bakhmut to retake what amounts to roughly 60% of the country that's still under black hat control. So once this second phase of the war centered around the capture of the Donbass and specifically Bakhmut, which has been masterfully effective in draining the arsenals of NATO member nations, once this is complete, phase three, which is the full-scale land invasion, will commence. And by the way, the first phase of the war was the insertion of Spetsnaz in February of last year to take control of the biolabs that were on the border, as well as the nuclear reactor sites, which were posing a clear and present danger to the Slavic people in the eastern part of the country. And of course, the rescuing of children from the tunnels and the dumbs has been ongoing since the war began, and undoubtedly, this is going to continue as the Russian bear proceeds west. But this third and final act in this kinetic showdown to denazify the region will optically be quite different from what we've seen thus far. This is going to be a shift into what will look like the beginning of World War III. However, we know that these are only optics that are necessary to cloak and to camouflage the real demarcation lines in this war between good and evil. And speaking of optics, it's looking increasingly likely that the drone attack on the Kremlin to take out Putin was staged by the Russians in order to provide a justification to expand their military campaign into the West and draw NATO deeper into the conflict. Now, as I've recently pointed out, the video and the narrative involving the attempted drone strike doesn't really hold up to scrutiny, especially in terms of Ukrainian capability to pull off a brazen attack like this. Not only that, 
it's quite clear that the intelligence community knew Putin wouldn't be sleeping in the Kremlin when the alleged attempt took place. We can't be naive enough to take this narrative at face value. And we have to remember that both sides engage in false flags in order to win the information aspect of the war by manipulating public perception. And so as the world sees thousands of Russian tanks in a full-scale land invasion operation, it's necessary to provide a justification to satisfy the optical demands of a general public that still doesn't fully understand both the reasons for and the ultimate objectives of the war, not to mention the covert alliances which define the true battle lines of the conflict. In other words, the general public needs an acceptable and somewhat palatable narrative to justify the escalation before the real reasons come out in military tribunals. And amidst all this fog of war, I continue to believe the mainstream media has been massively infiltrated by the White Hats in order to amplify the outlandish deep state propaganda to the extent that it continually prompts a worldwide awakening, which I believe it has. And so the Mockingbird media continues to gaslight the public with false battlefield and false casualty reports that in no way reflect the reality on the ground, which is having the effect of inducing the necessary level of cognitive dissonance to reverse the MKUltra programming to blindly trust the so-called authorities and experts. And in turn, this is leading to the inevitable defection of NATO nations as more of the truth comes out, which has long been predicted as the outcome of this strategy. More and more countries are turning against the war in the acknowledgement that it's a losing effort, that it's depleting their military resources, and it's butchering their economy, particularly with regard to the energy sector, which Russia dominates in that part of the world. We have to consider the reality that regardless of deep state mainstream media deception, all of their attempts, the world is awakening and it's occurring in mass. And as far as I'm concerned, the evidence is everywhere. From protests bordering on revolution in countries like France and Israel and many others, to the BRICS outreach led by Iran, as you heard Jim Willie describe, which has resulted in a critical mass of the world's GDP currently sitting at roughly 85%. What we're witnessing is a global realignment away from the unipolar power structure, the world that we were born into, governed by the petrodollar and enforced by NATO and the U.S. military. We're transitioning from that into a multipolar balance of power founded upon sound currency backed by gold, silver, and tangible commodities. But in order to achieve victory, the cabal must be fully exposed. And with the war continuing to rage on in Ukraine, as well as what appears to be the imminent reunification of Taiwan with China, whether by force or by diplomacy under the threat of force, one way or another, this is continuing to move in that direction. And it's hastening the downfall of the enemy by way of the dissolution of NATO, which is drawing very close. So it appears that the Russian strategy of grinding down the enemy war machine has been very, very effective as reports are coming in that NATO's arsenal is drying up fast and will likely be depleted by the fall. 
And so that begs the question, what will happen when NATO no longer has the weapons, the manpower, and or the financial resources to continue to fight on? And what appears to be being set up is a series of defections that will cripple NATO in these exact areas. Certainly, Poland has been maneuvered into direct participation in the kinetic fighting, given its geographical proximity to the conflict. And what's very likely to occur amidst all these other nations reversing policy, and by extension participation in the CIA-led proxy war to protect its den of evil, is that Poland will essentially be abandoned by its NATO allies as the Russian offensive officially gets underway. France isn't going to fight Russia, nor is Turkey. And although it appears optically that Germany will, insider reports suggest that white hats in German military intelligence have already begun rooting out deep state assets within their security forces, and that the country is under military control behind the scenes. And we've also heard reports of German backdoor deals with Russia to meet their energy demands, as well as to provide for a new security architecture agreement in Europe as NATO continues to fall apart. So if this is the case and Poland is abandoned, what's likely to happen is that their leadership will make a peace agreement with Russia stipulating an investigation into both NATO and the UN which will in turn lead to the exposure of the CIA running both organizations as pillars of a criminal enterprise, which manipulated and coerced Poland into a direct conflict with Russia under false pretenses. One of which is the Nord Stream 2 pipeline sabotage, the false flag narrative which Germany has already begun to use as a rationale to de-escalate their involvement in the conflict. And in the course of this investigation, which will be staged by the White Hats and augmented by Russian intelligence gathered from phase one of the war, the full truth will come out that Ukraine was set up as a deep state amusement park and a money laundering supercenter for the cabal to advance their agenda by lining the corrupt pockets of their puppets all over the world. It completely stands to reason that the full exposure of NATO and the UN will be the pulled thread that will result in the disentanglement of a web of depravity that leads directly to the weaponization of the deep state-controlled intelligence agencies, which are primarily tasked with the demonization of Russia, as we know, to advance their New World Order agenda. It's interesting to me that all roads seem to lead to the three-letter agencies propagating the false narrative that Russia is our enemy. Not only in the context of the war in Ukraine, but specifically tied to the demonization of Trump, both as a candidate and as president. Not only was the British MI6 dossier hoax attributed to Russia, but virtually all damning evidence exposing the criminality of the deep state is labeled as Russian disinformation by the mainstream media at the behest of the three-letter agencies, particularly the aforementioned Nord Stream 2 pipeline sabotage narrative, and the Hunter Biden laptop, of course. Who can forget about that? And in the context of that conversation, we have to consider the gravity of the disinformation campaign against Russia 
leading into the 2020 election cycle. Just last week, it came out of congressional hearings that former acting CIA director Mike Morrell testified admitting that he was ordered by Anthony Blinken to suppress the conversation about the laptop by having 50 individuals embedded in the deep state-controlled intel community draft a fraudulent letter asserting that that the laptop story was Russian disinformation. And then we have to take our analysis a step further to examine the implications of that action to shut down a national conversation that undoubtedly would have swayed the result of the election, in spite of the widespread criminality that the enemy engaged in to steal it in the first place. They wouldn't have been successful if the truth was not kept from we the people by way of subterfuge. And it's not just the election results which were affected by Western anti-Russian propaganda. The fact that the intelligence community conspired to maneuver the United States into a thermonuclear war footing with Russia by shutting down the prospect of diplomacy under false pretenses to protect their secrets and advance their agenda is a whole other level of criminality. By crippling the prospect of dialogue, and de-escalation with constant lawfare against Trump. With the added overlay of collusion with Russia, the enemy conspired to make the outbreak of hostilities a certainty. And prompting war by undermining diplomacy under false pretenses is treason. And this is why Trump is continually warning the mainstream media of the seriousness of their efforts to aid in the advance of the deep state agenda by lying to the people. And so, if this assessment of the pattern of NATO dissolution is correct, it's quite likely that we're going to see a Polish-led investigation centered around why it was left abandoned by its allies. And I also suspect that as a reward for upholding its deal with the alliance that Poland will be given a portion of Western Ukraine by Russia as a part of a negotiated truce to bring the war to an end. And in the process, the deep state will be exposed for using NATO and the UN as a CIA-controlled center of operations to protect the financial interests of the cabal. So in essence, this planned series of events will reveal that what appears to be Ukrainian resistance to a belligerent Russian bear is in reality a CIA-led proxy war to fortify human trafficking, money laundering, and adrenochrome harvesting networks in a nation-state formed with the intention of severing its ancestral ties to Russia. And indeed, that's what so much of this kinetic fighting across the world is really about righting the wrongs of the past, which have falsely divided inhabitants of nations that are ancestrally part of the same whole. For a long time, we've discussed the overarching tactic of divide and conquer while stressing the vital importance of achieving unity against this common enemy. To counter their efforts to convince humanity to fight one another in perpetuity stemming from artificially generated conflicts and engineered wars with the dual purpose of depopulation and reinforced tribalism, which are, of course, 
perpetuated by a strategy of continual tension through false flag operations and disinformation campaigns amplified by the Mockingbird media. And all of this is going to be continually exposed in stages with the inevitable outcome of military tribunals, both in Europe and the United States, and very likely several other regions of the world, especially once China moves on the island of Taiwan, with the objectives mirroring those of the Russian Spetsnaz, which we discussed earlier. Now, the Pacific Rim is a major hub of depravity, especially in terms of its role in the industrial-scale human trafficking operations of the deep state, particularly the Philippines. And not only that, the overarching geopolitical balance of power needs to be rectified on the Asian continent as a whole. And in terms of the battle lines in that region of the world, it appears that the deep state controls three key nations, Taiwan, Japan, and South Korea. And I also think it's worth mentioning that within China, there's a divide behind the scenes between the CCP and the patriots in that country who are led by Xi Jinping. Now, you'll recall when Xi had his second-in-command publicly arrested in the wake of a failed coup attempt that ultimately brought the majority of military assets in China under white hat control. And not only that, as SG pointed out in his latest file, it led to the transition of TikTok from a data-collecting and harvesting tool of the CCP to an alliance asset geared toward red-pilling the public particularly the 18 to 24-year-old demographic. And we saw amazing examples of this in terms of the viral reaction videos on that platform to the inaction of the fake Biden administration after the East Palestine train derailment. And by the way, TikTok is only getting warmed up and will play a massive role moving forward in amplifying disclosure as dominoes continue to fall in the weeks and months ahead. But getting back to Southeast Asia's real battle lines. It's critical to understand that we are wise to define our allies and our enemies based on the inverse of what the government and the mainstream media have led us to believe. This war is about the enemy within, not some external force whom we're told is the real threat. And that's a fundamental pillar of the Great Awakening in a macro sense. Now, there are three major issues that need resolution in this part of the world. Regime change in Japan to replace the deep state puppet Kishida, who played a major role in the pandemic. The reunification of Taiwan and China and the reversal of the artificial division on the Korean peninsula, which was originally engineered by the cabal many decades ago. And so as Benjamin Fulford has broken down in his recent intel reports, White hats in China, including the White Dragon Society and the Japanese secret societies, have partnered with the white hats in Japan's military and North Korea, with the objective of driving the cabal out of the equation in the aforementioned countries. The rocket man himself, Kim Jong-un, is working with the white hats behind the scenes on this plan to end the cabal control of the political paradigm in the Pacific Rim. And this is why the North Korean issue is very likely to be part of the nuclear standoff we're expecting and will force the deep state to capitulate 
Kim Jong-un has made it very clear that North Korea has nuclear weapons which can strike anywhere in the continental United States, including major population centers like New York and Los Angeles. And not only that, the North Koreans are prepared to move their population underground in the event of a nuclear exchange, which isn't going to happen, by the way, because there's no viable option to protect our population from a threat of this nature, not to mention the fact that the enemy doesn't have the nuclear codes, which apparently they were searching for at Mar-a-Lago. And by the way, as Ben Fulford revealed during our recent conversation, North Korea was originally given nuclear weapons by the U.S. in a deal brokered by Donald Rumsfeld geared towards selling missile defense and other weaponry to deter North Korean aggression, particularly to the South Koreans and the Japanese. So in so many ways, the resolution to this engineered conflict for deep state war profiteering will be poetic justice. Because the very weapons disseminated to cause war will in the end be the deterrent to prevent it. So as the CIA increasingly comes into the spotlight, both in terms of Russian collusion fiction, which we discussed earlier, and their covert manipulation of geopolitical affairs to prompt world war, we are seeing more and more examples of their panic, which is the real driver behind the increase in fifth-generational attacks, as well as the militarization of federal agencies ahead of a planned border invasion to steal the election and to cause a civil war in the process. Now, obviously, the expiration of Title 42 and the hundreds of thousands of illegals preparing to flood the border is now upon us. And the deep state had always planned on using this tactic to balkanize the country even further and manipulate the people and certain border states to mobilize against the federal government and have the situation devolve into a civil war. And this is why federal agencies have been militarized, which really accelerated under Obama. It's been widely reported that government agencies like the EPA and the IRS who have no business stockpiling weapons and ammo, have been doing exactly that. And it's also why they've been training deep state-controlled segments of the military to engage and disarm U.S. citizens on our own soil going back to the Jade Helm PSYOP back in 2015. This has been planned for a long time. So as we've come to learn in our study of game theory and parallel constructed strategies, the alliance is allowing the enemy to play their hand with safeguards in place, most of which are completely unbeknownst to the public, including the patriot community, by the way. We know that there's an operation ongoing, but none of us are privy to the details for the obvious reason of operational security. But this clash of civilizations has always been in the works for the dual purposes of re-engineering the demographics to the extent that no patriotic candidate could ever win another election, and, of course, exacerbating the division in this country to the point of kinetic fighting amongst the people. That's the deep state goal. But they're not going to get the outcome that they're planning for because the White Hats have other plans and contingencies in place. 
And not only that, the Cabal is also, as I mentioned previously, amping up their fifth generational attacks of shooters, fires, and derailments at exactly the same time as the House investigations are heating up. Case in point, just as Title 42 is expiring, the House Oversight Committee came out today and announced that, quote, the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. And they went on to say, quote, multiple members received money from the Chinese after it passed through an associate's account. Additionally, Hunter Biden received money directly into his account from a Chinese-controlled entity, end quote. And at the very moment this was happening, we saw the border invasion begin with the Texas National Guard troops deployed to repel it. Meanwhile, the news broke that the fake Biden administration is preparing to order the release of these individuals into the United States with no way to track them down. And by the way, the FBI has also refused to comply with a House subpoena, which involves evidence from an informant that Biden took bribes when he was vice president. So it's disclosure versus distraction, folks. That's what's happening right now. And reportedly, there are hundreds of thousands, potentially millions on their way to storm the border as we speak. And if it turns out that this invasion is as bad as it's being predicted, it's going to take a lot more than the relatively small number of Texas National Guard troops to effectively repel it. So my belief is that as the U.S. government runs out of money, perhaps by June 1st, as Janet Yellen recently admitted, and the border invasion accelerates, along with the escalation in both Europe and Southeast Asia, as we discussed tonight, the odds are that this charade cannot continue for much longer. And we could be looking at an EBS scenario in the very near future. Folks, the exposure of the CIA and the corruption inside the intelligence community all over the world is happening as we speak. We have Putin pointing out that 95% of terrorist attacks are created by the CIA. We have Trump announcing that he's coming for them. And we have RFK openly stating that the CIA killed JFK and covered it up, which we all know is fact. You know, as I mentioned earlier, a big theme of tonight's episode is the writing of ancestral wrongs committed by the cabal. And this is applicable at every level of society. This civilian military alliance is steadily exposing the truth about all of it to the entire world. And the end result will be the unification of humanity. All of the darkness is being dragged into the light. The pandemics and the bioweapons, the engineered division for both cultural and kinetic war, money laundering operations, big tech collusion with big pharma, the climate change deception, assassinations and coup d'etats, Hollywood and mainstream media, MKUltra programming, the debt prison matrix, which BRICS is unraveling, dumbs and tunnels, 
satanic ritual abuse, human trafficking, adrenochrome, and eventually the presence of non-terrestrials both on the surface and beneath. The whistleblower floodgates have opened. The awakening is here. Nothing can stop what's coming. And a golden age is just over the horizon. Hold the line, folks. God wins. All right, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode tonight. Please take a moment to let me know in the comments and hit that like button if you did. Also, please take a moment to check out the links in the description and follow me on the different platforms I'm on. I'm on BitChute, Rumble, Podbean, and Odyssey. And also, I wanted to let everyone know that Patreon canceled my account for promoting quote-unquote QAnon conspiracy theories. But the good news, folks, is that it took me less than a day to find an alternative, and I decided to go with buymeacoffee.com, so you can click on the link in the description to make a donation. A lot of folks have asked me in the past where they could make a one-time donation, so this is the perfect opportunity to do that. And you also have the option of becoming a member and supporting my work on a monthly basis to get both first access to all my new content, as well as access to monthly Patriot Underground chats. And by the way, the next one is scheduled for May 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the Zoom link is posted in the members section right now. Also, please remember to check out patriotunderground.shop to pick up an item or two. Very high quality, very affordable, and it helps me out tremendously. Thank you, and God bless all of you out there who have chosen to support my efforts financially and help me move toward doing podcasting full-time. And finally, folks, before I leave you tonight, please remember to click the links in the description for both Patriot Underground Gold and Patriot Switch. Both of these companies offer incredible opportunities to reallocate your financial resources to both support the Patriot movement and get access to the best products out there, as well as protect your hard-earned money from the ongoing financial collapse. These are no-brainer decisions, folks. Click the links in the description. There's a reason that I chose to partner with these companies because they make sense for my audience. And I practice what I preach, folks. I do exactly what I urge you to do in my own personal life. So click those links and you can thank me later. All right, everyone, I'll be back soon with another report. Thank you, everybody, for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.